Welcome back to another episode of RC Stuff powered by Hobby Wing. My name is Jordan Temkin. I'm here with my co-host, Charlie Swanka. How are you doing today? Marvelous. Marvelous. I like that. I like that. Um, we have a couple topics we actually we actually wrote down. I got I got bullet points. Yeah, we're we're look at how prepared we are. I like um, to, I could fake it. You guys don't know if I really have the bullet points or not, but I've been thinking about this so much. I feel like I have bullet points. Now I don't know if you have bullet points or not. Anyways, let's uh, let's get to your bullet points. Well, th- the basics of it is is I've I've had some conversations with folks on the phone on the tech lines about no prep drag racing, timing settings, gearing, and stuff like that. So we want to kind of spend a little bit of time covering the basics of some timing while directing you to the next episode of the charlie show which will already be out by the time this cast is on the air because i go i do a little bit of a deep dive into timing and it's 20 minutes of me rambling about timing don't oh, worry so it's the same as just one of our uh yeah. our podcast episodes. but there's visual aids i get a <laughs> speed control and a motor and i use the app and i change the timing settings and we we do some uh, data logging with the speed control and look at what these settings are actually doing you get to hear how they work kind of shows you how the turbo works how the boost works how end bell timing works and kind of why they're so dangerous as well so Ooh, it dangerous. is it is it'll be episode 180 of the charlie show and it's holy a, moly it's a pretty deep dive into timing i apologize because it's some rambling there's some repeat information, but there's a lot of good like hidden nuggets of pro tips in there. Stuff like turning your brakes down on your drag racer setups. That helps keep the speed controls alive. Running receiver capacitors. We talked about a, a little bit of this last week. Yep, yep, and then yes, we uh, the gearing topics, the pinion and the spur stuff. Tiny, tiny pinion gears, big spurs. You shouldn't be in the 20s on your pinion gears. You should be down in the teens. And you want to run the larger spur gears that p- fit the vehicles as well. So uh, I take a a bit more time discussing all of that and we do like i said some visual aids and and, and show everybody th- this timing stuff so i'm a little bit excited about this episode because i did have an opportunity to go racing did we didn't we haven't talked about my racing day yet have we um your your racing day yeah, the yeah day i think we went think back we racing and we got smoked okay we did talk yeah 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 you uh you had a good time but it but it competitively bad time ultimately it it got me to put my truck back together so i can go out and and race these guys so uh we're gonna go back and i'll use my vehicle as a baseline so that everett and i can kind of the professor we can test a little bit on our own see how much he beats my truck by is the idea as we change the setting so we're gonna make my truck run like a real consistent time back to back real easily and then see how much we can so you'll have a a control group right and then i'm doing it scientifically a little bit because i also I'm, that's one people at home are laughing like that's a stupid test but i also have <laughs> a traxxas timing system the that has the official you know you can set up the footage and it'll or the, the length of the track it'll give you the ets the mile and hours has a tree all that stuff so oh cool we'll get real sciencey with it and do some actual no prep testing to give i think the big thing is showing folks what these settings do Right, and how right. they affect the vehicle so you can you're gonna get an idea instead of just trying it and figuring it out on your own we'll go ahead and blow some stuff up on our on our way there right because sometimes it's hard to see those little subtle differences unless you kind of single them out like right that, huh? or yeah. you're getting into a situation where you don't have a chance to try these things so it'll give you an idea of how much you're risking once you've seen you know what they do type of thing right right like some may have more risk and little benefit 
where others will have little risk but benefit. Right. And, and for some uh, situations, a small improvement's all you need. So you'll know how to get some small improvements over making giant steps. Right. Cool. Well, I'm I'm excited to see uh, episode 180. <laughs> did you say 180? That is a lot of episodes, man. I, I, it's I I never if you would have told me years ago that I would be a guy that makes YouTube videos, I would have laughed at you. But turns out it it's a good time sharing the the fun of the hobby and not just that, but the stuff I get to go do with these things is great. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Can't complain there. A little bit of vlog life. Uh, speaking of vlog life. Oh, segue, did you say? Segue. Uh, I took a friend of mine uh, who's recently been getting into or interested in FPV out to fly over the weekend. For a better lack of a term, you de-virginize someone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you yeah. got them real life freestyle FPVing with no assists for the first time in real life. Yes, and they had only experienced it from the computer before. They were they were baiters only, simulating. Yes, uh, simulators. What uh, kind so of, anyways. What, what kind uh, of simulating uh, did they learn? Uh, just out of curiosity. What's that? What kind of simulator did they use when they started? Just uh, out of curiosity. He was using the DRLs. So uh, let's start at the beginning. Um, okay. About a year ago, uh, he was over at our house, and we were having dinner together. And he had mentioned, oh, you know, FPV something, something. And so I busted out the tiny whoop. Oh, okay. Uh, this little. Yeah, yeah. yeah so friendly. Guy. The handheld drone that lots of people have seen. It's the size of your palm. It's got genuine analog FPV. Flies awesome. Really easy yeah. to get used. And so he, so, you know, he passed that around the house. Um, and he actually picked it up really, really quick. Um, Not within, everyone does. Yeah, right. Within, like, most people that I try and teach have, they struggle a lot with the throttle. Yes. Where Bouncing they'll up and send down. it into the ceiling, send down. it to the floor. Uh, and there, it, there's a very, like, this throttle discipline mm -hmm. can be very difficult um, to start learning. Uh, he picked that up right away. Uh, by the second or third battery, he was, like, flying under the table. Oh, wow. Cruising around, having a good time. How excited were you to find someone that knew how to hobby right away? Or, like, at least had the controls down? Well, so from there, uh, we... Like, I, you know, life took over and blah, 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 blah. Uh, and a couple of weeks ago, he was like, hey, man, I want to, I, I think I'm ready to, like, do plunge in. Like, you know, buy some goggles, right. do, the okay. do the do, sure. I'm ready. So I was like, all right, before you go do that, let me just, like, give you my extra controller, download the DRL simulator, just, like, practice a little bit, and then from there, we'll go to buying gear and whatnot. Pro so tip. He did. He That's went, an he, excellent pro tip. Yes. Uh, huge pro tip would be buy a cheap transmitter that you can plug into the computer, especially if you have a computer that's capable of games. And you actually, you don't really need a super powerful computer. Um, the simulators have been designed to kind of work on a large range. If you don't, if you're not into the graphics, you just want to learn controls. You can turn all that stuff down, and they, right. the new Sims do all fly great. I've, I will say that in the last couple of years, the experience from the sim to the real life is much better. So he, he spent 10 or 15 hours uh, the, over the past two weeks. You know, half an hour here, half an hour there. Um, just like getting the muscle memory down, practicing. Uh, it's like riding a bike, where at first you kind of want to just make it so you don't think about what you're doing. You're just 
getting that muscle memory in. I, I've always said it that your fingers do the work for you. There's no right. thinking about it. Your fingers just know what to do. Right. You want to get to the point where you're like, I'm going to go fly over there. And you just do it instead of thinking like, okay, left finger, left, I gotta, right I got to right turn. And yeah. <laughs> so the, over the weekend on Sunday, uh, I took him out to fly in the mountains. Um, and it was fun because uh, so you, we also wait, went hold like, on, hold on, and hold on. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you you go for the first time FPV and like kind of medium long range up in the mountains. You don't go to like a park or something. No, no, that was half the fun. Oh, jeez. Um, yeah, I, I would say <laughs> that I'm mildly a jerk for doing it. <laughs> I would agree. Because, that right, adds like, to the stress level like eleven hundred percent. Well, I think it also added to the fun level, right? Like, yeah, sure. Adventures are great. We could have just gone to a big open field and he could have flown. and, But I think the, the experience was so much more visceral because we were like up in the mountains. He didn't long range, but he like flew uh, around some trees and stuff. So, And plus you got to wait in the car the whole ride up there to make it right. happen. Right. Well, and I mean, build it, up. we also enjoyed just like going and seeing some sights. Uh, we... A road that's normally blocked off because of a bunch of bushes someone had cleared. So we were able to actually drive to the top of this mountain that I've been eyeing for a year or two. Um, so like that in itself, the venture was fun. Uh, and I, we got to this like kind of clearing in the forest where it looked like the trees had kind of been chopped down. So the trees were now six to 10 feet tall and there were just big pine trees here and there. Um, and I put the quad down on the road. I threw him in the analog goggles at first. And I said, here, man, like, go ahead, see how it goes. Uh, and in my head, I was like, we're gonna, he's going to take off. He's going to crash into the forest somewhere. We're going to spend an hour hunting for it. Right. And, and I, I made a huge mistake, you know, having him have his first flight in the forest. But now he took off and just started flying around. Like it was no big deal. Yeah, yeah. It was. It blew my mind. He's. I think he's like. You know. There's a bit of natural talent there. Um. So huge props to Will for, just like, getting in the groove. Um. But yeah, he was, he was loving it. Uh. Just so like, up, all right, let's do another battery. I want to go again. You know, like, it was really cool to see that. A, a, that, po like, a, a positive experience. I've been out with flying with many people their first time, and it goes poorly, and they spent this time building copters. This was before sims were any good, and you know they were devastated right. after their first flight. Or you let them fly your copter, and they break it, and they feel terrible. I mean, for me, it's no big deal, but for right, they're right. like they feel bad because they they realize how much work it is to make a copter work, and so that that's 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 nice when you get it. A, was, you get a good. It was one. wonderful, man. Like it was, we had a good time. Uh, and then I threw him on the HD system. Oh. Uh, and he was like, oh, this is so much better. <laughs> um, and yeah, but by like the third batter, he was like flying between trees, doing flips and rolls. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. He's a freestyle I mean, I natural. Like part of it. Next thing you know, he's going like to have an Instagram having channel. Flying my quad that's like tuned well, has good rates. Right. Like, yeah. you know, all of that definitely. Jump into a pro setup. Right, that helps. Yeah, the cameras, sure. the the settings are correct for you know VTX stuff channels. You get over, you know, you know it's going to work type of deal. You, right. Where where to point the antennas, how to hold the radio, all that fun stuff. Right. So that was really cool and really fun. And then I did like a long range flight where I I had 
so a second pair of goggles and he you know we got to go fly over a mountain and be superman together and that was he got the full experience the ride-alongs are amazing sometimes so i think i've converted another fpv addict you made a nerd yeah well i think we're all already nerds but an rc nerd what what did he have like nerd style hobbies beyond this uh i mean like video game racing video game guy we're we're both sim race Uh that we've been doing together and that kind of stuff okay Uh, but yeah yeah like it doesn't get nerdier than sim racing if you ask me (laughs) (laughs) so that was so i'm really excited to have converted a buddy uh over to the fpv dark side nice well done Uh, sir applause thank you thank you Uh, push the applause button big pat on my back right now oh my arm um but yeah, I think, I think I'm gonna recommend he just go straight over to DJI. Yeah, um, I've I've told a couple of people when they get into it, they're, they're talking to get into it. I'm like, just, just get the DJI stuff right away. Right. Save, save yeah, because it's it's just, I mean, for like the kind of flying that he wants to do, which is just like exploratory mm-hmm. freestyle, it's easy, enjoying the sights. Um, that's the way to go. I, it's the same reason I tell people to get a Slash or to get uh, a TRX4 or whatever Traxxas vehicle just because it's easy to get most times and there's decent support. There's a huge community behind it. it you know, and they, they work good. Right. Yeah, so the next move is building a quad. He's got to learn all of that. Now that he loves flying, yeah. he will go through hell and high water to learn how to build a copter for sure. Well, I think hell and high water, at least, you know, It'll He's, bug the hell out of you. Yeah. That's well, that no, I, I'm excited to, to you know. Are you guys, you guys going to cast? Experience. You guys should vlog his first build, bro. Uh, and well, then we so can anyways, talk about it here. Why we were getting to the vlog thing was if you want to see that video, I just posted it on my YouTube channel. You can check it out. Um, Jordan Temkin. I think it's YouTube.com slash C slash Jordan Temkin. I feel a little dirty. Like this was a, a vlog posting podcast but that wasn't our intention folks I no swear. it wasn't was, but i'm more it. just excited about like having someone because i've taught a few people but like this was the first time i taught someone and it went so well like i was just blown away by how well it went excellent yeah the, so i was my buddy in illinois redbeard it was similar he, he was a mutual friend of a friend I met the guy through a buddy, and I was like, you're into video games. You could probably fly a copter. So I set him up with a goggles and a radio. He didn't break it the first time he flew it. He did another battery, didn't break it. And he flew around trees and in between branches. I was like, all right, you got this. You should learn how to build these. And I went mm-hmm. back and visited a couple months later. He had a pile of parts. He's like, I'm going to bring it over. you got to show me how to put this all together. I'm like, oh, <laughs> all right. 12 hours later, maybe maybe 16 hours later, we emerged from the basement with a copter that worked and flew and hovered. So, I mean, it was it was pretty impressive. The guy had never soldered anything before that day. So, it, oh, wow. it, it's nice yeah, to take people. Yeah, it's nice to take people. There was a I'm going to there was a lot of beers, but you know, we made it. Maybe that's why it took a, a little longer. We had to take a lunch break and a dinner break. Like we had to get food cuz we were in the basement <laughs> for so long soldering. It was, so yeah, that was uh, that was my weekend. Awesome. Um, 
What else is going on in the world? Fires. I got more California fires back. We had another apocalypse morning. I felt yep. like if you played Zelda on the Breath of the Wild, I felt like it was a blood moon rising and all my bokoblins came back to life. And I had to, I, everything was just getting back to normal around here. And then we get a blood moon and it goes back to crazy town. So it was a bummer. Yeah, that's, it's finally clear up here, but I think we're, we're going to get a big, wafting cloud of smoke from you guys yeah we got a clear day today so that usually means the smoke's coming your way so yep yep in a day or two so stay Uh, safe luckily it's been fall rain and it's actually been it's been helping with all of that stuff keeping it down i am excited because october's upon us it's my favorite time of the year i love halloween and i'm making a halloween trick-or-treat truck because in case people don't want to knock on doors i'll have my rc car sitting out in the yard driving candy around the neighborhood so that'll be a good time that's pretty funny i want to try to fpv it a little bit so we can kind of go down the block when the kids are coming and chase them down like that'll be pretty good man that is a good idea i'm a little excited about that that's a great way to to have some fun with the whole social distancing thing huh? right right because you've seen the memes on the internet people doing stuff but i'm on an rc car my halloween up so it'll be rad. oh man what a bummer to be a kid right now <laughs> you're telling it's my kid's freshman year and she's been in her room like eight six hours a day for class it's been real rad but Oof. oh well w- with yeah. with great pain comes great joy when it's all over that'll be we'll, we'll appreciate everything true. once it's all undone that is true <laughs> hopefully any other any other news any other well, what, what did you do? Mayhem is still on. Yes, the, it is. That's moving forward. Floor is coming up. And multi-GB champs are still on, despite several regions not being able to run a qualifier. They're pushing forward with it just to kind of keep some normalcy, which you know I respect. And I think that'll be exciting. It it'll I don't know. It allows an asterisk year, I guess, in, in some ways. But in the same regard, people are still hammering down. And the fast guys are still the fast guys, I think. So that, it'll yep. be still, yep. still a good event. Um, I will be missing those events, unfortunately. Yes. Um, And I I mean, they were going to be kind of skeleton events uh, anyways. Luckily or unluckily, California-based offices, I think that everybody's kind of under some pressure to not do anything we don't absolutely have to do when it comes to travel. I've been on one trip this year so far, and it was to my brother's wedding, and it was a non-work trip. So I I don't think we'll be doing a whole lot of traveling until all the red flags are turned off, I guess. Right. But good luck to everyone who will be competing. Definitely. Um, We will be watching online. Yes, we will. Right. That's Still supporting sure. the event. We're going to have all the Hobby Wing things in place as we do for multi-GP champs. And same for Mayhem as well. I I'm more, <laughs> I hate to say that I'm more bummed out that I can't go to Mayhem, but it's such a new, fresh type of thing and so unique that I really get super excited for Mayhem every year. But yeah. Can't do that yeah. one either. Unfortunately, our, the Team Heart of America had to drop out of Mayhem. It kind of d- disintegrated due to scheduling conflicts, unfortunately. Yeah, pretty much. Oh well. Yeah, it's been it's been a I mean it's been a scramble of the end of the year, you know. It's a, everything that we postponed right uh, work wise earlier this year is now all coming crashing down. I, I October, November, December basically has you know ten months worth of activity jammed into it from all ranges of areas. I'm mean, like right. as far as RC car stuff, drone stuff, and everything in between. Right. So. It will be exciting. I'm. Uh, I definitely want to see how everything goes down, and hopefully, I mean, I was actually looking at that mayhem track. I think they posted the design. Yes, they it's have it in the sims. Pretty fun. Mm-hmm. 
but it will it'll be fun for all the all the guys and girls out there racing it. We'll be we'll be vicariously having fun. I'll be, the internet we'll be tubes. following the streams. MultiGB does a good yeah. job at streaming all those events, so it should be a good time. And I don't know. I think as far as Have like you exciting, got any other bullet points uh, in that in that for sure written down physically uh, notepad there? Uh, most of it comes down to uh, using turbo before you use boost. I think that's one of the conversations that I have where folks get confused. Uh, with the drag oh, we're racing, going back stuff. to drag racing. Okay, yeah, got it, got it. I mean, in general, if you're going to use the electronic timing advance and the speed control, it's safer to use the turbo because it only applies it after full throttle, and there's delays and there's ramp up speeds that are very easy to kind of wrap your head around. That slower ramp up speeds are safer, and longer delays are safer because the motor gets up to more RPM. When it comes to the boost, for some reason, it, it's a it's a it's a bigger uh, pill to swallow on what's going on here because you have to punch in a start rpm you have to punch in an end rpm and you're not really sure if it's still applying the timing through that whole thing but the, the gist of it is is once the timing goes in there it doesn't come back out until you do something to make it come back out so in turbo timing timing is being applied after full throttle so if you're in full throttle and you meet the delay parameters that you've set in there all that timing is being applied on boost timing, because you set the RPMs, you can have it start the timing very early and have it apply over a very wide range, or you can have it apply over a very narrow range. And that's, I think, where most people get into trouble. You'll see so many gains on the track from some of these settings while they're not really healthy for the setup, and they'll make the, the suddenly doesn't work situation start to happen because it draws so much current so rapidly that things don't even have time to get hot. It just makes something fail. So with the boost, because you get such positive results using it, you see it right away, the ETs go down, lap times get faster, that it, it, can, it can be very addictive. And I see a lot more guys getting themselves into trouble using the boost instead of using the timing because of all the, the ways that it, it, it correlates onto the on-track performance. So start with turbo and then use your boost very sparingly as your extra amount. Because eventually you'll get to the point where you may or may not be using all of the turbo, and you need more timing still. So then you can use a little bit of the boost to add some additional timing on top of that. And then the other pro tip that we've talked about before, but I feel like if in case you clicked on this because it said drag racing, we should let you know that the timings all add together. The end bell timing, if that's set to 20 degrees, if you set boost to 20 degrees and you set turbo to 20 degrees, you've essentially got 60 degrees of timing in there, and that's a lot. So when you can add in a whole bunch of timing, you can run into misfires where the speed control is firing the motor when it's in the wrong position, and that's where that telltale suddenly it stops working scenario comes from, too much accumulative timing. So to keep that safe, to give yourself more room to work with, I turn the end bell timing on the motor all the way down. It does a couple things. Uh, makes the motor slower, essentially, and in turn, it's lowers the start rpm of the motor so the motor takes off at a lower rpm and that helps with getting off the line for load current draw stuff like that so that when you get on the throttle it doesn't sap the battery out as hard timing is much like the pinion gear size more timing is like a bigger pinion gear so it's safer to turn the end bell timing kind of all the way down type of thing if you can so you just want to yeah you got to pay attention to the whole system right instead of just and know that more, adding more, adding more. they all affect each other directly so more here is more there also got it but that's i mean that's a nutshell if you've 
talk, if you've right. listened to any of this timing more, talk before, we're just kind of massaging that over a little bit and using less words to say the same things that we said before. <laughs> and you'll have it in more detail in your Charlie Show episode. E- even more. It's on the YouTube. It's even called the Even More. You can even look more up detail. the Hobby Wing uh, YouTube channel. It's called Hobby Wing Official, and there's a playlist on there called The Charlie Show. Awesome. Well, I think that uh, that wraps us up for today. We got it in under 30 minutes. Good job, boss. Yeah, man. We uh, It was pretty minimal rambling, probably because of your awesome bullet points. There was no bullet points. Oh, <laughs> the secret's out. The people at home Anyways. knew the whole time. There was no bullet points. If you do have any more questions, for example, about uh, no prep drag racing, FPV, anything RC related, you can email us at rcstuff at hobbywing.com and we'll check out your questions and then talk about them on the next podcast. So that brings us to an end for today. Thanks everyone for stopping by. Once again, this was RC Stuff powered by Hobby Wing. Have a wonderful night. See you next time. Bye-bye.